0: What you to think the first time your kids download that off the internet? I'll be able to explain that that mom and dad were on a vacation doing what adults do. There's nothing on there that adults don't do, especially people that are married. The hardest thing to explain will be how it got stolen and how some psycho decided to mass produce it and put it all over the the world put it out without our approval. That's gonna be hard to explain. Ah, listen, living, listening to the synchronous. Sick and Ron. Yes, you listen to the
1: Synchronon. The sick and wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. Come scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison, how yeah. about that hurricane? That is a thing that is happening. How about that hurricane? Yeah. That hurricane is something that's not very good. It's a weather thing. It's, it's, not, not, it's not very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Trump? Yeah, yeah. He was like, it's yeah. something yeah. that's not. <laughs> very good (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. you are so articulate Mm -hmm. please tell Mm -hmm. me more that's why i don't get my news from him (laughs) i'm listening with rapt attention and what you have to say on this matter i used to (laughs) subscribe to him as my news source not anymore no it's something Mm -hmm. that's just Mm -hmm. not very good and that's pretty much all i know about hurricanes right yeah although i heard his uh does he have like a caribbean Resort or something, or he owns island. I heard that might be the one in Florida, Mar a Lago. Not Mar a Lago. He no. owns an actual one on no. a Caribbean island. Oh, no. mm. yeah. It's all insured. It's fine. Yeah, you I'm know. sure. But they own shit in the Caribbean I'm trying to but, think of the, the yeah. name of this one island, St. Martin's. Yeah. 95 percent of the islands destroyed yeah i did i read that so that's only five percent what's left it's mm. the fucking kmart looters that, uh, there's looters everywhere oh, i imagine the dutch yeah. military is coming in there i gotta admit crazy. if i was in something like that i might loot a little bit too why not yeah I mean, when do you get to loot of course i mean what you gotta you know i wouldn't go i wouldn't break into people's homes but i wouldn't mind going down to like the best buy or something and grabbing a new tv yeah it'd be like fucking uh uh black friday But it'd be very wet and you could get eaten by a crocodile. You know what? I would go and try
2: to help people that were in trouble and try to loot
1: at the same. You know?
2: Like, you gotta even it out. Robin Hood. You gotta even it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. It's like if I'm going to, like, buy drugs, I'd be like, oh, man, I shouldn't be going to buy drugs. You know what? I'm gonna take a couple Uber fares on the way.
1: (laughs) All right? And even it out. That's what I do. That's how I live. So, of course, it has to happen in Florida. I noticed um, uh, Kirk uh, Cameron was saying that uh, it's because we've lost our humility. And so oh, God's punishing that's us. That's why, yeah. uh, Jennifer Lawrence also J Law chimed in here. J Law said that uh, it's because we voted for Trump, and so that's why them, these states are these states voted for mm-hmm. Trump, and that's why they're being uh, being tormented by this not very good hurricane. Did J-Law J Law just
2: uncement her status
1: as America's sweetheart? Sounds like it. I don't know why she would say something like that's that. That's the dumbest just thing. Just shut up and look attractive. You know what, uh, some listener... Her publicist just killed himself. I mean, like, what the fuck? Some listener uh, sent me... Did I forward you that? Mm-hmm. Sent me a PDF of just a bunch of naked pictures of J-Law. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I don't, thank even, you I for don't that. even
2: think Trump won in Florida, did he? Yeah. Oh, he did? You don't know okay. think he took
1: Florida? It's one I mean, of the reasons Florida's why he won. Weird, you know, there's a lot of Jews. Yeah. In no, that's why he won. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, some listener sent me a PDF of a bunch of naked pictures of Jennifer Lawrence from, like... But when did that happen? Like four years the ago. Yeah. The happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was very revealing naked pictures. Yeah, you know, she should probably uh, get some. She should probably change her password for her iCloud account, <laughs> like from her pet's name. Well, Why she it got is. that
2: guy sent to jail? I'm pretty sure. Uh, did she? she? Yeah. I Good. Remember. Because yeah.
1: Uh, I deleted it immediately. I did not look at the 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 one of her bent over and like full. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, spread I mean, eagle thing pretty sure i still have i that just deleted it immediately <laughs> i was like how dare you send this to yeah. me send me more please mm. um you know another news with florida and this this has to be a fucking issue with florida mm-hmm. so you get a hurricane coming here you got half the population sex offenders where do you put them all mm. do you want the sex offenders in your shelters well apparently not florida sheriff banned sex offenders from Irma shelters that's fair. Any sex offender yeah. with a warrant goes to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess he was tweeting that out. He said they'll be checking IDs at shelters. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have an ID, yeah. can't vote, can't go to a shelter. So you show up, they're going to be turned away, and- uh,
2: That I'm not on board with. I feel like even if you don't have an ID, they should let you into a fucking shelter. Says they should go to jail instead of shelters. A well, jail sec- is a
1: secure shelter, All right, according well, to the
2: sheriff. Okay, let's let's please differentiate from sex offenders and people without IDs.
1: Okay, come on. Well, I think they're going to assume if you show yeah. up without an ID, you're a sex offender. That's cuckoo. Yeah, but we, you if know. you were a sex offender, would you bring an ID? Like, let's say no, you had a warrant. but I still, you know, come on. I'd get a fake ID. Yeah, bring a fake ID. Okay, cops don't care. Right, <clears throat> they're not going to look into that. Although, um, th- that is a, uh, it's an interesting point, because most mm. sex offenders can't live anywhere. They live no. in tents underneath a bridge, yeah. you know? And then now this uh, hurricane's coming, where do they go? Right. So, uh, people were saying that, um, that uh, a lot of them are saying, just go to jail. Just go, and you can be in a <coughs> secure shelter. You'll just. be safe in jail. Although, hundreds of inmates were abandoned in dangerous conditions after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, There was, in Orleans Parish Prison, 600 inmates were trapped in chest-deep water for four days during that hurricane. I remember that. I imagine out of the uh, hierarchy of people to Mm. save, the inmates are probably towards the bottom. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, sorry. Once it gets Mm. about chin-deep, maybe we'll come rescue a couple of you. Mm. Other than that, just kind of chill in jail. You'll be safe. Uh, my favorite thing that the story I've read about this hurricane, and it, you know, we, we we jest here, but obviously it's a serious matter, and I'm hoping our Florida fans uh, are safe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I I don't even have an income stream
2: at all. I'm giving fifty dollars to the Red Cross. Wow. Yeah. Now that's that's a stand up thing right? to do.
1: You got it. It's a good guy there. Yeah. I should do that too. Gotta roll up your sleeves and whatever. Yeah. Donate a little money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we're like, we have a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares about hurricanes? Also, by the way,
2: thanks everybody for the Patreon. Uh, you know, we're so at 68, I, 69
1: patrons. 69 patrons right now. 69. 69 that's a good number. Uh-huh. I, saw a, uh, I saw a Craigslist post and I was thinking, I could see Harrison maybe taking advantage of a situation like this. Mm. Um, this guy, this is in Jacksonville, he posted, he goes, Do you need a place to ride out the storm? and he put a picture of himself. He's like a middle-aged, 50-year-old dude, big handlebar mustache. Hmm. Um, seems like, a, looks like a guy that plays an ad like this. He goes, Hello, ladies. Single man here looking for any single women needing a place to stay in Jacksonville to write out the hurricane. He, I don't think he knows how to spell okay. hurricane. <laughs> um, he also doesn't know how to use punctuation, but hmm. we're not going to go there. We're just going to take this, you know, literal. I live alone, but hate to sleep alone. It's more fun to cuddle Hold someone. I don't drink, I don't smoke or do drugs, but I'm 4'20 friendly. It's weird. Um, I have a clean home with room to spare. I'm white, 5'8", 160 pounds, blue eyes, and lonely. I've always wanted to be with two women at once so we can work something out, LOL. (laughs) You must respond with a picture and tell me what you plan on doing or what you're looking for. If you're looking for someone, something long-term with a good man, fifty. Don't alright, with a good man. This is it's hard to read because there's no punctuation. Right. He goes if you're looking for something long term with a good man, I think is what he's saying. <laughs> fifty, don't look it or act it. LOL, no picture, no reply. I like younger women. Age is just a number. If you send a phone number with your picture, I'll call you, not text. Call if I can't talk to you. I'm not interested in older women. Plain and simple, too old for games. That reminds me of when I tried to read Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! This does it, yeah. it. Does sound like James Joyce mm-hmm. here? Yeah. yeah, this guy uh, maybe James Joyce crossed with a little Bukowski, right? Like uh, how old James, is this guy? How old Fifty. Is
2: okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I imagine he's probably uh, doesn't have a white collar job, hmm. but that's not necessary. I mean, you could have threesomes of people at blue-collar jobs. What, is his house hurricane-proof? I don't understand what the deal is here. <laughs> like, what is...
3: I don't. You know, yeah. maybe
1: it's one of those things. It's like carpe yeah. diem. You know, we're all going to die. Let's just have a threesome at my place and just die yeah. during the hurricane. More power to him, though. Why not? I mean, I guess. And I, if you think about... It any... seemed like none of this ended well in the three little pigs. Yeah, but if you, you think know? about any state that something like this might work in, it would be Florida. Right. I could see a couple of women in Florida being like, you know what? Mm. I'm a sex offender. I'm either going to have to like sit out here and drown or go yeah. have a threesome with this fucking yeah. you know, weird Danny Trejo looking guy. Or, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, why not? Or be a backup dancer in the Cash Me Outside Girls music video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that video is... Did you hear the song? Yeah. I was thinking yeah. maybe this would be funny yeah. to play as a song, sick and wrong song of the week. And I heard like a little bit of it. And I'm like, I can't even I can't even listen to it. I couldn't I even like, edit the show with that at the end. I just like the misspellings. Or the intentional misspellings. What was it? Her did, name
2: is Bad Baby, but it's B-H-A-D B-H-A-B-I-E. But that, how does she spell hoes though? H-E-A-U-X. Because <laughs> the song's called These Hoes, but it's H-E-A-U-X. <laughs>
1: Maybe there's a grammar issue in Florida. I, oh, there's definitely one. There's plenty of issues in yeah. Florida. Anyway, mm. I do hope our listeners are safe, our Florida listeners. Mm. Don't shoot guns at the hurricane. It's not going to stop it. No. I know some people are like, I'm going to go outside and shoot guns at the hurricane. It's not going to stop it. You might kill somebody or yourself. So don't shoot guns at it. But... uh but yeah, you know, get to shelter, just, evacuate, just, be safe. Just spitballing here, but uh, what if I
2: got like a really big gun? That that might work. I mean, that might work. That might stop I it.
1: I, I was reading some Floridian was saying that he might get a really large fan and blow the hurricane <laughs> back into the ocean. It's good. That might work. Yeah, you know, that, know a big fan yeah. in Florida. I don't know how big the fans are yeah, there, yeah. but um. But anyway, we we want our Florida <laughs> listeners to be safe because we need you. To keep uh, to keep us aware of sick and wrong news of florida yeah because you guys send us some good stories uh anyway this is episode 600 milestone episode here of sick and wrong 600 episodes 600 episodes i don't even want to like think about how long it's been a long time i mean the amount of time that's taken to do 600 episodes i probably could have already got a doctorate in something you could have you know i probably could have i could probably could be a dentist
2: you, you could know? be both you could I could be a, be a dentist, dentist
1: with a doctorate. And a professor in uh, Afro-American studies. You know. Both things. I could have fathered three children mm. in this time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of things I could have done, yeah. but instead, my baby <laughs> is sick and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fetus that should have been aborted a long time ago. But anyway, 600 episodes, milestone 100 episodes of Harrison. Mm-hmm. Oh, Since yeah, you joined the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations. Thank mazel you. Toe. That's pretty cool. Pretty and good. in honor of uh, this special show, we actually have a uh, very entertaining interview coming up next. Yeah. Um, with a very interesting guy. Harrison, have you ever made a sex tape? Yeah. Yes. Is that the one where you're wearing like the Batman and Robin outfits or something with the old <laughs> no, that one, was never 6 year old lady? That was never recorded. Was she 70 or is she 60? <laughs> she was 50, okay. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always that so that was never recorded. Th- at least I, I don't think so. You so, know, I hope not. The tapes that you made, do you own the master copy? Yeah. Or you have all the copies. You never looked at No, the, you know your, what? No. There's other... Th- yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. this stuff is floating around. Are you worried that they might get leaked? Ruin your career? <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. I'm so embarrassed now. Yeah. Can't even podcast it's really, anymore. It's really
2: going to impede my run for
1: Congress. You know? But you know, a lot of people, that is a legitimate concern. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of celebrities, I think, in this day and age. Uh sex tapes have become more of a marketing vehicle than anything else. Mm. I think there's a lot of D-list celebrities that are just like, I'm gonna make a sex tape and then pay somebody to market f- it for me, go to TMZ, shop it around, yeah. and become famous. But when it first started, it uh it was like kind of something that was like a you know, breach of confidence. Like usually a spurned ex boyfriend mm-hmm. that was like, Fuck this chick. I banged, you know, Lindsay Lohan, I'm gonna market this tape, make some money. Yeah. So anyway, I was reading an article about uh, about Kevin Blatt, who's uh, known as the the Hollywood uh, sex tape broker. Okay. And uh, this guy, his first sex tape was uh, Paris Hilton's tape. The uh, was it? Uh, I dream in Paris or something? Or one I, night, in one Paris. night in Paris. One night, yeah. one night in Paris. I'm thinking I dream a genie. Yeah, you are. <laughs> one night in Paris. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. It was. I remember watching. I, I don't find Paris
2: Hilton that attractive. I don't either. She's not really my type. But from what I've heard, she's like, if you meet her in person, she's just like oozes sexuality as, Hmm. you know, one of those people. Yeah, one of those like Marilyn. Who's it, sexuality people? or venereal disease or both? both? both.
1: Oh, okay, all right. A, 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 a pussy discharge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do know though. Uh, her sex tape got out because of an ex boyfriend mm-hmm. who was trying to uh, make a little money off of it, and this was before she got famous. But she became famous from it, and I think mm-hmm. she kind of set the standard for like the Kardashians and all, and all of them being like, "Oh, I want to be famous too. Let me make a sex tape," mm-hmm. you know. And so it's a thing that they're doing. So anyway, this guy. Uh, Kevin Blatt here has made a business out of brokering these sex tapes, so we'll we'll find out about that. Okay, um, I, I want to ask him about the sex tape he uh, he found with Vern Troyer. Remember that guy, a little mini me? Oh, my Apparently god. Apparently, that guy made a sex tape. <sighs> Oof. Not that any of us need to see that. Right. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's give Kevin a call here. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? It's uh, D Simon here calling you. Oh, hey D. How
0: are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I just, uh, I'm actually standing in a store right now, so I forgot about you. Oh, shit. Do you want me to call you back,
1: or, uh, we can call you in, like, ten minutes or so?
0: Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Let's just do it right now. Let's do it. All right.
1: Okay. I got my co-host here, Harrison, as well. Hey, Harrison. All right. So, uh, Kevin, thanks for being on the show. Should I call you KB or Kevin?
0: You could call me uh, Kevin, you could call me KB, the secret's out, I guess, so people know Se- what I do. My uh, <laughs> <yeah, yeah, laughs> yeah, parents yeah. now know what I do for a living, so you're not really hiding <laughs> anything.
1: Yeah, I figured, uh, you, you know, you, you've, you've been interviewed by a few different media organizations, so it's probably not too much of a secret. So, uh, no. Ke- so uh, Kevin, you're a sex tape broker. Um, what, what exactly is that? What was a sex tape well, broker? Well, among other know? things, I
0: uh, knew a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm a renaissance fan. I... Uh, I field celebrity sex tapes, obviously, through all the media that I've done over the years. People still come to me every day. Actually, I won't say every day, but I'll say every week. There's something that comes my direction hmm. that uh, requires my uh, my tutelage, so to speak. I uh, I serve more or less as like the Fred G. Sanford of celebrity sex tapes. So it's like, yeah, a like, junkyard? It's like Sanford, and so.
1: A junkyard of sex tapes?
0: I run a junkyard. People come in. They think this stuff's worth millions of dollars. I have to explain to them they're big dummies. And uh, no, it's not worth that kind of much.
1: So how did you get into this? I I mean, I read that your first tape was uh, the Paris Hilton tape, uh, One Night in Paris. That's correct.
0: Well, what happened was... The, the, Pam and Tom, the Pam and Tommy Lee tape happened, and a guy by the name of Seth Warshawski up in Seattle, Washington, put that out. Uh, I had met some associates of his that were up in Seattle as well that came to me and said, Hey, listen, you're down in LA. We got this tape of a girl named Paris Hilton. Can you vet it for us? And I'm like,
1: Who's Paris Hilton? Well, yeah, she wasn't even that she big was, back then.
0: Nobody knew who she was outside of the heroin addicts and club kids and trust fund kids in LA. I mean, mm. she was partying and. We would say, I mean, looking back, when somebody described what she looked like and, and who she was, I recalled this girl being in several of the clubs that I used to see her in. Uh, but she was hanging out with some really, like, messed up girls, you know? Uh, but anyway, they explained that she was the she was the heir to the Hilton uh, Hotel fortune. So mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I, I looked at the tape. It seems to be this girl. Uh, I met with the roommate of the guy who's banging her in the tape, Rick Solomon. And he says oh. he's got the rights to it.
1: So is that the is that the way it usually works? It's like an ex boyfriend that spurn wants to make a few bucks off his like you know d list celebrity ex girlfriend, or how does that work?
0: Sometimes, sometimes you get that a lot. Um, these days, you know, obviously they just pass a lot with revenge porn, which makes it almost oh yeah almost impossible to do that. Um, but yeah, back in the day, it was more or less either the ex lovers, or don't forget, you know we started making stupid people famous way before the Kardashians. You know, there was all these reality shows that all of a sudden somebody who was a nobody that you might've gone to middle school or high school with is all of a sudden a celebrity or d celebrity, as I call them. <laughs> <D-Leopardy>. And <laughs> now all of a sudden they want to cash in on their fame. Oh, I saw this girl on TMZ. It must be worth something to cash in this tape I have of her blowing me in high school or or her blowing me in my dorm. But then they come to me and I have to explain to them, you don't have the release from her stating that it's okay to put this tape out. So you will get sued. Um, and that's what happens more often than not. Now we do have a lot of cases where phones get stolen or laptops mm. get stolen from the airport. For instance, um, those are things that happen. I, I actually had a computer once that was purchased on Craigslist. That once a guy, uh, added some drivers to popped up all of this crazy hardcore stuff of a very famous, uh, Las Vegas performer. Ooh. And that was all S and M and really bad, bad, bad news. <laughs> so Is it I can't even, uh, no, no, no <laughs> okay. But you're on the right track. You're on the right wow. track. i right, just say this right. guy this guy had a lot more juice than I ever thought he would have and a lot more money than I ever thought he'd have. So I'm so a little this, scared of him now.
1: So when you come across something like uh like a stolen like a stolen hard drive or something, you can't really do anything with it. Because, I mean, do you you have to seek authorization from everybody that's involved in the tape before it can be released?
0: Yes and and no. Um, It depends on the situation. Obviously, if you're talking about stuff that could be, you know, really explosive, very inflammatory stuff that could, you know, cost somebody uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars in sponsorships, sometimes the celebrity will, through an intermediary or lawyer, uh, just secretly buy it back. You know, and and I might work to broker that deal. That doesn't happen every day. It's happened several times. Uh, In other cases, I've helped shut down some of this stuff. And in other cases, I've just purchased it myself and I keep it in my safe. And uh, you just never know. (laughs) Someday it might come in handy.
1: That kind of sounds a bit like, a bit sketchy, a bit like extortion. Like, I mean, do do, do the celebrities, like, do you contact their reps and say, like, hey, I have this tape, it's going to come out eventually, regardless of what I do, maybe you guys should just purchase a copyright and we'll make some money from this.
0: You know, that isn't the exact verbiage verbiage that's used, but yeah, just about, In some cases, that might happen. I I refrain from using the term extortion because extortion seems very, very dirty, a very uh, very gray area. Uh, I like to use the term copyright acquisition because let's say you film yourself having sex with your wife at home, right? Like a Hulk Hogan situation. Well, Hulk Hogan's different because of the girlfriend of somebody else. But let's just say you and your wife are having sex. There are two copyright holders there. It could be a possible third depending if the person filming it owns the camera that they're filming it on. So sometimes you might be dealing with a three-way copyright. So it's, it's not only your copyright, your wife's copyright, but let's just say it's your wife's phone and she puts it on a tripod. Well, she actually owns the phone. If she's paying the bill on that phone and she could prove it's her phone, she is the copyright holder and has ownership rights. Hmm. So it gets really slippery sometimes, and that's why I deal with some of the best lawyers here in town.
1: Yeah, I imagine you probably want them uh, covering your ass with this. Have hey. you ever
2: come across, like, any old stuff? Like, you know, old films oh, yeah. of Sharon Tate? Or, like, here's Fatty Arbuckle banging his stripper in 1922.
0: I, uh, I'm going to give you guys an exclusive. that I don't think I've ever told anybody. But I uh, think you so you that are associated with complex and everything. And people will actually probably see it like this. Um, I saw The King of Late Night. I saw Johnny Carson. He had the uh, incredible <laughs> tape that was shot on an 8mm uh, Back in, the, like, 1973, 74. Wow. Uh, Who was to meet His wife, Joanne. Oh. And uh, oh. it, turns out, <laughs> it turns out he had three wives named Joanne. Did you know that? <laughs> I, had no, I didn't know that, actually. No, I didn't know that. Weird. Three different wives by the name of Joanne. Now, that's kind of rare.
1: Was
0: but, Ed uh, I think it? Have... <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, they're by their pool. And she's got, like, a bouffant hairdo, and he is there's a reason why they called him the king of late night. I mean, I'm talking dude was huge. He was big. Wow. And all, all these years later, the guy who brought it to me, I'm like, how did you get this? <laughs> uh, he said that a friend of his owned a film lab in Fullerton. And obviously they had transferred film to back then three quarter inch Umatic, which was the, the predecessor to uh, VHS. It was a really big tape back then. And, I guess Johnny had all his stuff basically transferred to film or from film to video and all these videos existed. I remember having to find a three-quarter inch (laughs) dramatic player to play this thing. That's crazy. So what can you do with something like that? Well, at that point, I approached uh, Johnny's estate and it was run by his nephew. The the nephew was adamant about not doing anything with it and threatening anybody that would touch it. Um, And... Usually, sometimes that's where it just ends. You know, uh, same thing with Tupac, a sex tape that came my way. Once it gets approached to the estate, the estate shoots it down, then you're pretty much on the radar, and then they're looking for it, and they will sue everybody attached to it. Wow. It wasn't Jada, though. Was it him and Jada? No, no, no. Oh, no. This okay. was, uh, man, this was way a long time ago. but It was, it was interesting because he's standing in a room with Money B, who's the uh, little rapper with Digital Underground. At this point, he was a rapper with Digital Underground, Humpy Hump, and, and so he's just getting hit in the middle of his room, drinking out of a red cup and talking to his buddy like a nothing. <laughs> it's like the weirdest, craziest thing I've ever seen. That, that was a pretty interesting sex tape.
1: So, so what would happen here if uh, the estate knows about it, they're watching you, but the tape ends up getting leaked or released in like Romania or something?
0: Well, then they have a situation where they might be best to hire me to go after those people. I actually work with a lot of black hat hacker types that know how to trace these IPs. And I've actually worked as a consultant many times working with a lot of these people. There was a situation many, many years ago with Cameron Diaz where some guys had spoofed their IPs. They put out a press release that they had this tape of Cameron Diaz, and they actually forged my name onto those press releases, which... Caused me to be on a mic under a microscope Like you couldn't imagine And people back in Montenegro So of course I had to figure out Who the hell was setting me up And what these guys had as, as it turned out It wasn't a sex tape Cameron Diaz went on her very first photo shoot And there was a topless shoot And she was leading a guy around in a dog collar It was a very artistic shoot That was downtown LA And I saw that. Uh, yeah This guy ended up forging her signature, and they were able to prove it. He ended up going to jail, a guy by the name of John Rudder. But yeah, that was a situation where they tried to hide this through many, many IP addresses. and had people, like I said, Montenegro. I didn't even know where Montenegro was. I had had to go to a map (laughs) and start looking (laughs) at Serbia, Montenegro, and Bosnia. I was like, what?
1: So that's part of your job, too, is to the release of some of these
0: tapes. Well, yeah, I mean, I have to, like I said, I vet them out. I uh, I figure out sometimes what's the best plan. Is it a story to sell to TMZ that there is an existence of such a tape? Is it something where I could buy it back because I feel the person has the full copyright and they, they can market it? Do I come um, and maybe half of a celebrity? It depends on how the situation is or if there's any kind of extortion case. Obviously, if someone extorting somebody. I don't want to be involved in that kind of stuff. Or if yeah. somebody's got a hidden camera, which happens all the time, people come to me with a, a purse and a people camera. And they might go on one of these proceeds from a modeling agency or they might go to a casting call where the director wants to bang them. And then they'll come to me saying, hey, I've got so-and-so uh, you know, trying to put the make on me during a casting thing. What's it worth? And I'm like, that's extortion. You can't film somebody without... Them knowing, unless you're in a public place, which but then you're in this different situation altogether. Which are those two, and those are a little more tricky for the celebrity.
1: Mm. So, what about the Vern Troyer tape? Like, where, where, how did you come across that one?
0: And that was a, that was another crazy tape. This is like memory lane. I um, <laughs> I got contacted by his ex girlfriend Renee Schreider.
4: And and I don't know if he's throwing her out of the
0: house, but if she's like five foot five, and he's like I don't know, four like foot, foot eight. maybe three nine. I think so he's, he's like he's two really foot eight small. or something. Yeah, he's a small guy. In the first twenty minutes of the video, he's going down on her, and it looks like a fetus trying to re-enter the world. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is he hung watch-
1: like Johnny Carson?
0: No, he's hung like uh, the, the, top, the top of a, a baby bottle. It's like a little nipple. So it was really gross. And you know, he's standing up and he's trying to get to town. He's got like, these little sausage fingers and he's falling over. He's making those grunting sounds like he did on a surreal life. And it's like, I'm watching this thing going, Ugh, this is disgusting. And I look at the girl and I go, Renee, how did you meet How did this come about? And she's like, I was at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, you know, I, I met him I'm like, yeah I was just like I was taken by his charm and we went home and she's like, and he he could really go down on a like, girl, you know what he's doing and I'm just like looking at this girl like, oh my God, like <laughs> most people you know if they moved to LA they might end up going to a playboy match. they end up fucking David Spade. if I probably sure Bill Gar fucks got bail back in the day. yeah, Bill Maher. You don't ever hear somebody go, oh, no. oh mini-me, that's the guy I'm going to, that's the guy who's going to further my career, you know? Uh, but she wanted to further her career with it, and it was, uh, that was surreal because I've never seen a little person make it before like that. I mean, he's a very odd, Look, like, I like him, and I'm friends with him all these years later, and you know, I feel like I helped it because the tape ended up at wrong hands at one point, and I kind of threw that back into play, uh, he's a good guy, you know. He was he was taken advantage of by this chick, and uh, mm. the funniest part of that was bringing it to TMZ because I knew that my friends there would probably find it interesting. And Harvey Levin ran in the back in the edit bay as we we're all watching him, We're all laughing, and everybody's just literally just like, ugh, ugh, and groaning. He runs back and looks at it he goes I can't look at this, and he runs. And two seconds later, he runs back. And he goes, I, I gotta, I gotta see more. I just have to <laughs> see more. Show, show it to me again. I, I, I'm so, like, I have to see it. So that was very, uh, right. that was a really funny one. So
1: is that the weirdest sex tape you've ever come across? Or have you come across like? No. That, oh, wow. What's uh, the weirdest uh, one, if, if you can tell? Tom, Tom
0: Sizemore, by far. The craziest. Yeah. It was like a Fellini movie on crack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did he, but did he know he was being filmed? This is a movie he made?
0: Oh yeah, he put it out with Vivid. It was called uh, X Tom. I don't. Obviously, it wasn't a big seller. That's one thing that people don't understand, of your podcast. Uh, male sex tapes don't sell. Nobody gives a shit about seeing guys. It's not even back in the day when people paid for porn. It, girls weren't opening up their purses, bringing out their credit cards, and buying pornography. It's guys that want to see hot chicks getting yeah. laid. They don't. They don't care about guys. There's always so many gay men in this world that are gonna to want to see George Clooney or Brad Pitt or Colin Farrell for that you know that instance, and that was another crazy shit I could get into. Uh, again, there's just not that many as interest, and those people they don't make sex tapes to make money.
2: So here's what I'm imagining for for the Tom Size, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, yeah, he's going down on a girl, and with one hand he's fingering her, and with his other hand he's punching a dog dressed like a clown. Am I right? Am I correct? Or am I, How far off am I? Well,
0: for you to go online and just go how far into that dark, deep net you could get into and find this thing, he is talking into the camera at one point, and he's basically saying, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I wasn't there. And this is right around the time he beat up his ex-girlfriend, Heidi Fleiss. You remember Heidi? Uh, you know, the famous madam here. Um, and he had five different porn stars in a hotel room at the Chateau Marpa. They had dildos that he would throw across the room. Lamps were breaking. Girls are running around. There's asshole licking. There's all sorts of stuff going on. That he can't even believe is going on in this room. And then, through it all, he's glazed and sleepy and just smoking meth. And, and it's just so disturbing that when you watch it, you just feel bad for the guy. And you're like, holy hell! But she has this condition called a priapism, which is what they warned you about. Any erection lasting over four hours, they tell you to what? You know, call your doctor, go to the hospital. It would ejaculate, and his dick still stayed hard. He kept going and going and going, and it was unbelievable.
1: What about Charlie Sheen? You ever come across anything with that guy?
0: Very... Very interesting stuff. Uh, I, you know, look, your immediate response
2: well. to that question was you made a noise that sounded
0: like your soul just left your body. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I, uh, I had a I was engaged to him, but I highly more in his situation than most people do. Because there was a time when all these hookers were coming to me with all sorts of stories about getting rocks and focusing the size of their fists, and, you know, him wanting to do some strange stuff. It was, uh, it was interesting. And of course, a lot of it was documented because you know he actually ended up getting wheeled out on a stretcher one day uh, when he OD'd. I think it was Paul Nassif, the doctor across the street from him, called the cops called the paramedics. But they have private ambulance services and they have private doctors, so you don't hear about it. Yeah. This is just stuff that you learn on the other side of Hollywood.
1: So uh so Kevin, did so have you garnered a reputation here? Like if you go to a party, do like a lot of celebrities think you're a scumbag or try to like <laughs>
0: start some shit with you, you, know you know or anything? What's really funny is I've kind of turned it around these days to where I'm a crisis management specialist. Uh you know, I okay. do a lot of television so they'll call me celebrities celebrity sex tape broker. They'll call me uh scandal specialist, whatever you call me. At the end of the day, I try to help a lot of people out these days. I help them shore up their iClouds. I help them shore up their internet so they don't have these unfortunate events. Uh, I've consulted with many of these people about NDAs at their front doors. Nowadays, when you walk into a celebrity, you know, and I have lots of A-list celebrity friends as well. I don't talk about them publicly because I wouldn't be in their graces and I wouldn't be playing at some of the best parties in the city if I did. Um, but of course, yeah, when they first meet me, they're all hesitant. They're all like, wait a minute, you have a sex tape huh? Oh, shit, what are you doing in my house? You know, or am I safe around you? Or is this dangerous to be around you? That kind of stuff. And I have to explain to them, like, that was a long time ago. I have to explain that these celebrities are in on these sex tapes. the sex tape unless you have the rights of these people. Yeah, and that, that's,
1: that's, that's well, kind of I what I imagine. Pornographers. Yeah, pornographers okay. have to have the rights before you can release anything. And I imagine a lot of these people, like uh, like Farah Abraham, uh, or Farah Abram or whatever, I imagine she concocted yeah. some bullshit story about how this tape came out. But really, I mean, it was all planned in advance.
0: Of course. It was yeah. all scripted, and it was almost like they took a page out of... I don't want to say my marketing book, but, but you know, look, I used to sell the sizzle with the steak, so to speak, and I would come up with, oh, you know, Paris was an participant participant, you know, she specifically had a gun boyfriend. So, oh, that's just bullshit. But put these things out, if they have what's called U C two 257
1: Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. I imagine it has to be compliant if it's going to be released. Well, uh, Kevin, we've sure. we've we've. Uh, we've Taking up a lot of your time already. Thanks for being on the show. Can I plug anything? Like, where can someone seek your services?
0: I'm on Facebook. I'm on...
1: I didn't quite hear that. It sounds like you cut out. Can you tell us one more time? Yeah, I, th- I think our connection's kind of fucked up. I kind of missed that last part. Um, I'll, I'll look up. I'll look up your website and I'll, I'll post your Facebook page as well. Yeah, that's perfect. And if you ever write a book, let me know because I'd love to read it. Because <laughs> I'm sure you got some pretty cool stories. We're
0: work, working on a short film right now called Paris and Me, and you guys will laugh your ass off.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> sounds hilarious. Hey, thanks for chatting with us, man. Uh, very interesting you got it, guy. Buddy. All right, take it best easy. best of luck. Right. Ciao. Yeah, that guy, that's an interesting guy, that guy. Yeah. I think he needs to write a book. Right. Or you say he's making a movie. Did you say you were telling me off air that your brother had made a movie about a sex tape broker? He, or he wrote oh he wrote a movie he's going to film it yeah so I wonder if it's a I'm sa- pretty sure it's, it's same based story. on this guy yeah oh, based on the guy I think so yeah huh It's interesting yeah yeah anyway I mean this guy you know he has an, I would love to party with this guy yeah we should find a way to become friends with Kevin okay and see if we can hang out with him <laughs> what about
2: my, my, my maybe if we show him my sex tape with Ray J. Johnson <laughs> but like the old Ray J. Johnson yeah. the old Ray J. you could call me Ray or you could call me Jay
1: but you don't have to call me Ray What? right? isn't that guy? that yeah. sounds
2: fun yeah I fucked him
1: anyway <laughs> uh, people's episode 600 here is sticking wrong we have news stories coming up next and uh, we have phone calls after that but first here's a word from our sponsor Adam and Eve
0: it's butt plug month on adamandeve.com Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukaki, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first
1: story we got here is a popular one. A lot of people sent this in. I think we're kind of, uh, Sick and Wrong is like the the destination for anything that has to do with feces. Yeah. If you have a phone call, a story, anything that has to do with feces, the first place you call is Sick and Wrong. I think uh, we, we've... Earn that reputation. And so, yeah, like probably 20 people sent this story in. And at first, when I, I saw it, the bullshit detector went off. I was like, oh, this looks like fake news to me. Hmm. But then I verified I looked at like, you know, 10 different legitimate news organizations that are all posting a story. So if they're fact checking it, what is fake news these days, though? uh fake yeah. <laughs> Your fake news. <laughs> <Wrong>. Yeah. Your fake news. Your fake Wrong. Anyway, this one, uh, the first guy that sent this in. Uh, his name is named Robert. He goes. I got a fantastic shit story from the UK for you guys. I doubt I'll be the only one to send this in. Hmm. Uh, keep up the good work, Robert. You weren't the only one to send this in. About twenty other people sent this in, uh, but it's a great story. So uh, let's let's get into it. And this is a predicament that I've never been in, but I've often wondered what I would do if I was in this situation. Okay. So a woman threw a poo. Out of a window on a first date, and firefighters had to get involved. Now, that sounds like a nightmarish first date. It does. Can yeah. I also say, I just I object to the, the the phrasing, a poo. I don't like that.
2: What would you rather use, a log, a, a turd. turd? A turd. A turd? It's you know, a poo. It's, 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 mm. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I'm just saying I want to formally register my complaint.
1: I Thanks. love how uh, the English use that term he yeah. did a shit right. it's like you do a shit yeah. not make a shit you did a shit <laughs> i'm going to do a shit on your lawn <laughs> um firefighters were called after a woman ended up stuck upside down hanging out of a <laughs> window after she got wedged while trying to retrieve a poo or should i say turd say whatever you like all right you know i'll just grumble just angrily over here yeah um poo poo's kind of very endearing it sounds cute it does sound cute. Like Hank, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas I poo. I just don't, it's a singular noun. Mm. Do you think oh, it's yeah. too cute? And it's like, not humanizing, but cutifying the poo rather than you would rather have it be like just turk? because it's an ugly word. Yeah. All right. Uh, just, uh, just,
2: just in terms of singular and plural and, you know, that's real. it's really grammatic issue, grammatical oh, issue for poo. me. poo, yeah, it's I not, see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not a fucking uh, aesthetic issue. It's a
1: grammatical issue. Thank you emergency services were forced to destroy the window of her date Liam Smith's student house in the process Hmm. but the turd was rescued Uh, Liam was studying thank uh, god he's studying he's a postgraduate student actually at uh, Bristol University he posted this story on a crowdfunding page to raise money for the new window and so uh, it's this story and the way he told it which uh, generated so much Mm -hmm. attention he's actually quite a decent storyteller I'm surprised he didn't call this one to the sick wrong hotline yeah um, so he writes here, I recently took a girl I met on Tinder to Nando's. Well, there's your problem. There's your problem. First date to Nando's. That could ruin anyone's bowels. Okay. Especially, yeah. I'm assuming they probably went drinking first. Hmm. Then they get like, uh, okay, now we're going to get our after drinking hmm. dinner. You know, this is like fourth meal hmm. at Nando's. That's going to give anybody the bubble guts. Okay. Um, we had a lovely evening and enjoyed each other's company very much. After our meal, we repaired back to my house for a bottle of wine and a Scientology documentary. Now, oh. that's an odd way to uh, get a lady in the Going mood. clear, yeah. No, actually, this is the Louis Thoreau one. Oh, that's um, a really weird, because it's
2: not very good, but there's a moment when Paz de la Huerta just interjects herself into the documentary. She was in it is yeah. she a Scientologist? No, she just shows – they're filming in a, in, a, in a hotel room, and she just, like, walks by mm. in a bikini and just fucking
1: comes into the room and starts being insane. Wow. That moment alone makes it worth seeing. You know, I saw her at some art thing. Yeah. At, with, uh, I was with Lenora, and mm. she was just, like – she was part of the whole exhibit mm. or performance art, mm. and then she was just a mess afterwards. Just a mess, insulting people, yeah. taking her shirt off. Yeah, this is a crazy one. She's totally my type. Hot mess. Yeah, yeah. She looks a lot like my ex-girlfriend, actually. Mm. Anyway, um, I still think watching a Scientology documentary isn't probably the best way to get your bird in the mood, though. Maybe put on uh, I don't know, some softcore porn. <laughs> that I always mean, works
2: uh, yeah unless there's footage of Elron Ron Hubbard that guy was dead sexy dead sexy yeah his lapel um, shirt lapels hanging out you know god damn maybe mm. a Vern Troyer mm, sex mm, tape mm, that would get any lady in the
1: mood uh, about <laughs> an hour into the Louis Thoreau and chill oh that's funny about an hour into Louis Theroux and chill that's Ugh. what he's calling it do you hate that yeah that whole internet thing I just
2: I guess with Louis Thoreau you could be like well. I'm sexier than this guy, you know, so you should fuck me.
1: Do you ever say you want to come back to my house for Feather and Chill? (laughs) You know, we have an agreement. All right, all right. We have a fucking legally binding agreement. (laughs) We do. All right, I retract that statement. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I hate that term anyway. Yeah. Uh, My date got up to use the toilet. She returned with a panicked look in her eye and told me she had something to tell me.
2: Mm.
1: I went for a poo in your toilet, she said, and it would not flush. I don't know why I did this, but I panicked, she continued. I reached into the toilet bowl, wrapped the poo in tissue mm. paper, Ugh. and threw it out of the window. Ugh. Okay. Why would she reveal that? Why would she say this? This is my problem with this mm. with this woman. I understand, you know, she might be attractive. She might be an intelligent lady, mm. had a, a, a pleasant date up until this point, mm-hmm. But she's not creative enough to discard a poo. I why mean, would you? Why would you tell that? Why would and you? That's come not clean the, about the way this? to go
2: about that. If that happens to you, because that's happened to me. What you do is you take the plunger, turn it upside down, smash up the poo with the other
1: side of the plunger. Then you just make sure you clean off. What the if other there's no the plunger?
2: plunger? Then you're in trouble.
1: Then you take the toothbrush. The person in the uh, you know what you should not do that I do not (laughs) I do do not done that before Oh come on (laughs) What is the matter with you I was at it wasn't with what is the I was with uh... a doesn't matter who it was (laughs) I was at a party with this girl uh, This is a while ago in San Francisco I was a party with a bunch of her friends I think I was in the parents' room (sighs) and uh, I just went in there I had to fucking shit really bad and I clogged the toilet so I just grabbed a toothbrush and broke it up. And I flushed it. I washed the toothbrush off. Come on! I, you know, I didn't use the brush end. I used the stick end. Still, you don't do that to somebody. That's terrible. Yeah, whatever. You know? Um, but, the, you know, my sister. I was Toilet talking, brush. I was talking to my sister about something. this. And my sister reminded me of a story she told me. Mm-hmm. She actually, one time, same thing happened. She mm-hmm. reached in and wrapped the poo and just put it in her purse. <laughs> fuck? yeah but that makes no. sense so you put in your purse say hey I gotta go outside and smoke a smoke a cigarette and then you throw it but the problem with my sister did is she forgot left her purse and then like a week later she went to go use the purse again and she has a very foul odor so yeah you, if you're gonna do that technique throw it away throw the poo away um, you're all disgusting well you know the easiest thing to do why don't you just throw it in the tank right Lift up the tank, throw the turd in there. Who cares? Who's going to find it? Somebody eventually. The guy lives with a bunch of roommates. Okay. At that point, were yeah. they going to do DNA testing on that right. turd? Yeah, that's a good point. I would have done that. Good point. Uh, and th- this, this next uh, thing that his response to her, um, this just shows you how the English English just have this sense of propriety about everything. They're so well mannered. They're so courteous, even in like the most troubling of circumstances. He says, I was understandably concerned. I told her we would go outside, bag up the offending poo in the garden, bin it, and pretend this whole story had never happened. This whole sorry affair never occurred. Um. That wouldn't happen in in the U.S. Mm. That wouldn't happen if it was me. Yeah. I would have been laughing for probably about 20 minutes. Yeah. And pointing for another 10 and then asking her to repeat the story to me three times because mm. I'd find it so hard to believe. <laughs> Where this guy's just like, oh, well, this is quite the cock-up you have here. Let's <laughs> let's get this sorted out immediately. Let's get this sorted. I'll mm. help mm. you out yeah. with it. We'll bag up that offending poo. Yeah. It's like, no, that wouldn't happen in the U.S. I'd be like, mm. you did what? Mm. You touched a turd? Mm. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. I don't know what my 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 lizard brain would have made of that. Turd Wrangler. Yeah. We'd be like, what do you call her from that? <laughs> she would have her a moniker. yeah, yeah. yeah. Turd Wrangler. Um, unfortunately, owing to a design quirk of my house, the toilet window did not open to the garden, but instead into a narrow gap of about a foot and a half, separated from the outside world by another non-opening, double-glazed window. It was into this twilight zone that my date had tossed her poo. Why would you have a window like that? But that sounds weird. I don't It's like a double window, but then why open the one window to not be able to open it to the outside? Hmm. That just sounds like some kind of weird UK Or it sounds like it's outside, it's just in between parts of the building or something. No, it says there's a a window that does not open to the outside, but instead to a narrow gap of about a foot and a half, separated from the outside world by another non-opening double glazed window. Yeah, but it's
2: outside, it's not...
1: You know, Well, you're no outside ceiling. of the house, but yeah, it's yeah. still kept in, to, it's not right. outside. Yeah. She couldn't just Got chuck it. it out the into the garden. Got it, yeah, okay. Um, as can be seen in the picture, and this picture is great, it's just her upside down. Mm. The inside window opens at the top into a gap that's separated by a non-opening double glazed window pane. Mm. Uh, seeing only one solution, I messaged our house group chat and went upstairs to find a hammer and chisel to smash open the window. So now the whole house knows about this. There's a house group chat, wow. Yeah, they have a house group... Who has a house group chat? That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, He said his date had other ideas. She's an amateur gymnast. So she was convinced that she could climb in, reach into the window, and pull the poo out. So she climbed in head first after the turd. She reached deeper into the window. She got it, bagged it up, and she tried to pass it out, but she was stuck she was stuck in the window stuck fast and he tried to remove her they tried to pull her out and they couldn't she was in there for about 15 minutes so at one point they're like let's just call the the fire brigade yeah so they called the fire department the fire department came out and uh they uh, were able to rescue her unharmed for what could have, have been a very unpleasant confined space to find yourself in yeah um so, and she probably could have been injured I mean, if they, had, they smashed the window open. But so now the problem is he's been quoted uh, 300 quid to replace the window. That's like $600 almost. And mm. as a postgraduate student, it's a lot of money for him. So he turned to the Internet to crowdfund this money, and that's how this story was, uh, we can't really, was uh, unearthed. We can't really disparage that. Yeah. You know, we can't, who are we? To say. That, I wonder if the uh, fire department is laughing about this, or if they're just English and like, yeah. "We'll help you get this sorted." Yeah. No, this was, happens to the best of us. There's at least probably half an hour of laughing. I would have been laughing yeah. and yeah. pointing selfie.
2: Would you have taken a yeah. selfie? Also, like, oh, she's an amateur gymnast. What does that even mean?
1: I'm an amateur gymnast. She can do a cartwheel. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Why would you ever say that about yourself? But that why doesn't... would you even go in there to try to get the poo? She must have yeah. been a thin woman, though. Don't be a hero. Yeah. You know? God damn. Liam told the uh, newspaper here that despite his date's awkward ending, he did see the woman again. Mm. He says we went for In a court. <laughs> uh, we did go. We met for a drink to discuss setting okay. up the crowdfunder. I guess that was her idea. She's Great. a lovely girl. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm really busy with my dissertation at the moment, but I'd certainly be open to seeing her again. Mm. Would you go on a second date with the turd wrangler? It depends. If, if, I'm just saying, if something like this happened, you had a girl come over, mm. she clogged your toilet, instead of telling you about it, or instead of telling, coming out and saying like, hey, you know what, this is really embarrassing, mm. but do you have a plunger, got an issue, um, I'll plunge for you, I'll go deal with this. Instead of doing pretty, that, she got a poo. She better be awesome, if, you know? Are
2: you saying like attractive? I'm saying a lot, of, well, not just, and, interest, and interesting in a way oh, okay. that I
1: find interesting, you know? Rather than that, would over that would like uh, outweigh the disgust. Yes, that would, from it would outweigh
2: the, yeah, the really stupid. It's not so much as the disgust, there's a lot of stupidity there. <laughs> well, that's know? what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think she's
1: a very uncreative person. Yeah. Very, she's very obtuse. Yeah. You know, what? Okay, so how about this? One more scenario, and then we'll move on. Let's say she was creative. She opened up your tank and she threw the poos in the tank. And you found out, like, you, you went along with your life for another few days, mm. and your whole house just smelled like feces, mm. and you found that out. I probably would have thought that's funny, because it's You, you would have gone on a date with her then, even yeah. though she was conniving, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and filled your tank up with poo. There's something funny about that, you know? <laughs> you can't, you gotta credit where credit's due, guys. Wow. Uh Wow.
3: Yeah! huh All right.
1: Yeah! huh (laughs) Anyway, there you go, people. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, that's the one thing. If if you want to go on a a date with an understanding man, just go date someone in England. Mm -hmm. Because that wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. in the U.S. What do you have here for the second story? All right. So, uh, man dies after rushing
2: into Burning Man Festival Flames. Ooh. Yeah. So... A man rushed past layers of security officers into a massive fire at the Burning Man Festival's signature ceremony, suffering burns that left him dead just hours later.
1: So this is the end. This is like the, the big finale. Yeah, they like burn we got the, the big, big straw guy. I've never been. I've, I've never yeah.
2: been. Well, we've got the big burning guy,
1: and everybody's, hey, you know. You know it, everybody's feeling it. People, uh, it's oftentimes I get asked, Because people like look at me. They're like, "You look Mm. like a guy that's been to Burning Man." Yeah, but I'm also a guy that hates sunlight. Yeah, uh, which I couldn't even deal with Burning Man. I hate camping. Mm. There's no way I could deal with that. However, I would like to experience it if if I was wealthy enough to be helicoptered in at like sundown and then Mm. get to go check all that shit out and party and do drugs all night and then leave before the sun comes up. I would do that.
2: Yeah. No, it's like you got to stay for a whole week. And it's like oh, you gotta wa- you gotta wash dishes with this camp to do the work. It's a whole thing, and you get because like, I almost went once, and then I was like, it was like I realized it would be a whole fucking thing. You know,
1: I've been invited quite yeah. a few times yeah. to, to different camps, and right. I just I just couldn't deal. I yeah. think I would be it'd be like Survivor. They'd want me yeah. boated off the island. Right. Well, and
2: it's also like, oh yeah, I can hang out with the fucking Winklevoss twins. You know, well, now That's it's great. like,
1: no, now I've heard yeah. like Facebook has their own mm. camp where they mm. have like fucking, they like have Sherpas mm. preparing them like twenty pounds of lobster, being flown in. So, That's not how it's supposed to be.
2: No. So I mean, I guess rather than uh, you know go to the uh, Snuggle Dome,
1: which is which is the thing. <laughs> snuggle Dome. Snuggle Dome. This guy decided to run into a fucking fire. So wait, you can go snuggle with a bunch of like. B.O. Yeah. Smelling, disgusting hippies.
2: Salt and sand encrusted vagrants. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, it makes me want to barf. <laughs> Authorities are investigating the death of Aaron Joel Mitchell, 41, who broke through a two-layer security perimeter during the man burn event in which a giant wooden effigy is set ablaze. Yeah. So...
1: Uh, there was a crowd of about 50,000 people. Well, that's the bit, this is the finale, so everybody's yeah. there. And don't yeah. they say, like, this is the spiritual awakening? Like, when you see the man burn down, it's supposed mm. to, like, represent all your, your, your old being, your old self. Like, people have this whole spiritual it, awakening about okay. the Burning Man thing. And this guy ruined it all for everyone i love that
2: is it like the wicker man i just imagine it like the wicker man yeah, i think it's, it's something like a, that i don't know a police inspector inside it's like, and
1: screaming ah, ah! the fact that matter yeah is there still gonna be fucking yeah. losers when they get back to fucking right. oakland or wherever yeah. they live not the bees yeah. uh yeah
2: so sheriff jerry allen said there was a crowd of fifty thousand people who were present when the festival's crew of firefighters pulled mitchell from the blaze he was airlifted to a UC Davis Burn Center, where he died Sunday morning. A toxicology report is pending.
1: Yeah, I'm, I want to know what this guy's on, I and then I want to try it in a, a safe space. Yeah. You know, I place a lot of beanbag chairs and blacklight posters. Burning beanbag chairs. No fires. Okay. <laughs> drugs right. and fire, yeah. usually a bad idea. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, we don't know if it was intentional on his part or if it was just kind of induced by drugs. We're not sure of that yet, Alan said. Hell of a way to go, though. I mean, if you don't commit yeah. suicide, this is a great way to go. It is pretty. I mean, burning alive is not a fun way to die. But this is a newsworthy suicide. Well, would it be
1: quick, though? I mean, if you ran into like flames falling on you, do you think it'd be in, in excruciatingly painful for like a few seconds? I don't know. They say
2: that like you don't actually die from the burning. You die beforehand from the smoke inhalation. But I think that's like something they used to say just to make witches feel better, you know? I don't think that's I, you a know, real thing. I'd almost like
1: run in there with a with like a, maybe a bunch of explosives mm-hmm. like tied around me or a shotgun or something, blow my head off and then burn. Okay. That might work. Yeah, that'll go well. When you're running <laughs> past security with a, with your shotgun and your fucking bomb belt. You know, you know? I've read some yeah. uh, some guy mm. posted something on uh, Facebook. I don't I don't know if mm. I don't know if he's a listener to the show. If he is, he's probably gonna unsubscribe after this. But he was saying anybody who has jokes about Burning Man don't post them here. Seriously, don't post them here. And so he was talking about how. I guess he's one of the sand pirate security guys or the sand rangers or whatever they call themselves. <laughs> and so you get—you actually have to learn like CPR yeah. and you become a sand ranger hmm. and you're kind of like one of the nannies of Burning Man. And hmm. what they do, I guess, the sand rangers all like hold, interlock arms and they form a human fence around the Burning Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, it says that. Uh, the that, that organizers have tried to contain, because apparently attendees have tried to run into the flames while the man is burning before. And they tried to contain the problem by having their own Rangers stage a human chain to prevent people from entering the fire. Sand
1: Rangers. And so that's why this guy is so remarkable. Mm. He's not even a big dude. But I mean, if I played football and I would want him to be the running back, he managed to evade all the sand Rangers Mm. and still get in there to burn himself alive.
2: You know, sand people always walk single file to hide their numbers, which is why (laughs) there was only one set of footprints. Um, Yeah, there you go. mm -hmm wasn't because you were carrying me, Jesus. So uh, here's what we're going to do in here. We got uh, organizers are offering emotional support counseling on site, saying in his statement, now is the time for closeness, contact, and community. Trauma needs processing. Promote calls, hugs, self-care, check-ins, and sleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so self-care. I, I wonder if uh, not. Self, self-immolation self you know I, I think
1: per, personally yeah. I think the guy was probably yeah. trying to burn off all the lice he contracted from all the other disgusting hippies he yeah. had to sleep in a tent with
2: like anti-self-immolation
1: is and that, is that me, self-care I don't know I think they should get rid of all the sand rangers and mm. their human chain if somebody wants to if somebody that attends mm. Burning Man I'm speaking to you Winklevoss twins want to yeah. burn themselves alive by all means go survival of the fittest right there yeah yeah man
2: Darwin attempts to rescue Mitchell were hampered because of the part of the structure was falling while they were trying to get Mitchell out of it the sheriff's office said also who's going <laughs> to run into a fucking you know <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting what $15 an hour to do this bullshit I'm gonna run into a fire to get some
1: idiot but that's what Fuck? I'm telling no. you these these you know? sand rangers are no. like cherubs of justice mm. like they're like I'm going to take you know they're like the guys they would be guardian angels in okay. New York City mm. they're that kind of mentality so I could see one of them being like I'm gonna brave the burning fire embers and save this guy that may have been the stupidest sentence you've ever said on the show the sand rangers are cherubs of justice <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh, uh, a uh, reference to uh, the old show Living Color if you remember that oh my god you wow. remember that yeah I do I do. You remember, remember uh, yeah. uh, Jim Carrey had yeah, a character yeah Fire Marshal Bill right? no Jim Carrey had a character oh. called the Cherub of Justice where he oh, went around with like a red beret it was like yeah. a, he was like he's parroting the mm. guardian angels mm. um, yeah that, that just shows you how old I am right. I'm still referencing Living Color because <laughs> I don't remember that shit hey fuck that dude referenced no. Sanford and son alright yeah. right, that yeah. we
2: interviewed so I don't feel that bad J Lo was a, one of the Fly Girls.
1: Oh, she was? Yeah. Is that, is that what there started her career? There were a couple career?
2: famous. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was another one. Wait, Carmen Aleccia, I think. was. They started their career as being a Carmen dancer Aleccia. on that show? J Lo was one of them. Yeah. One of the uh, Fly Girls. Uh huh. Do you remember Handyman? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
5: Oh my You God. should be him you for Halloween. You couldn't get away with that now. I tell you now. With,
2: with the tumbler, with the kids on the tumbler, they wouldn't like that. You know? Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> rescuers had to leave him to allow the structure to fall and provide for rescuer safety before they could go back into the flames to extract Aaron from the debris. Ooh. So they're like, yeah. yeah, we love to go in and get you, but... Uh, we're going to wait for this entire wooden fucking structure to fall on top of you. Then we'll be right in there to grab you, and hopefully you'll be alive then. Wow. Yeah. Because, so. I, I mean, I'm, I don't fucking blame them. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so investigators were having a hard time getting information as festival goers were leaving the site for their homes. Imagine trying to get information from these people.
1: I, I imagine know. a lot of Excuse them Excuse me, were, just... did
2: you witness the... Yeah, man, it was like... So there was, like, a, 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 a cat being with, like, light, like, coming out of his nose. And I was like, what are you doing here? But then I realized it was my dad.
1: And I was like, whoa. Yeah, don't you think they, a lot of them would be like, I'm worshiping the fire god now? Yeah. You know, or it's like, she's being reborn in
0: yeah. fire.
2: <laughs> He's the new Jesus Christ. Something. Um, yeah, so uh, this was the first time that someone was able to actually get through the fucking ranger chain. To, I wonder uh, how many people
1: have attempted.
2: That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty dumb, you know. Well, it's, I think it's a painful way to go. but Human it's a, But it certainly is a, uh, I don't know, an exciting way to go. Yeah. People will be talking about that for days. Right. <laughs> if not years. Nah, just days. <laughs> just days. Uh, people try to run into the fire as
2: part of their spiritual portion of Burning Man. So I told you, it's like a spiritual awakening. Yeah. Sheriff Allen said, The significance of the man burning, it's just kind of a rebirth. They burn the man to the ground, a new chapter has started. It's part of their tenets of radical self-expression. This is the sheriff, by the way, (laughs) saying this. This isn't like the guy who runs Burning
1: Man. This is the fucking sheriff. I know. So, I love how like yeah. this is the sheriff in Black Rock, Nevada, with Burning Man. Whereas the yeah. sheriff in fucking Florida is just mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, sex offenders. You don't mm-hmm. have an ID. You're mm-hmm. gonna die in the hurricane." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Different uh, competing levels of compassion there. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. these guys, these sheriffs, do you think they really bust people with like marijuana? Do you think they care about drugs? If they found you with some mushrooms, do you think they'd be like, "You know what? Be safe with it," or do you think they would be like, "No, you're gonna you're." to I don't, class I, A felon now. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, I can't wonder, imagine I don't know, yeah, I'm assuming they just, they would think everybody there would be on drugs. Yeah. Or I mean, you it's wouldn't su- be such a moneymaker.
2: The desire is you're not gonna be fucking, unless you're just like blowing meth smoke
1: into the sheriff's face or something. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're gonna fuck with you. I wonder if this guy was there with like a mm. camp mm. or uh, or a girlfriend or something. I'm surprised no one tried to talk him out of it because I'm sure if this guy was fucked up he probably did mention to a couple people yeah I'm going to run to the birdie man (laughs) no you know what "Eh, it's not a good idea before you do that have a little self care
2: I'll give you some orange slices and maybe think it over a bit you know but if you want to do it hey man
1: who am I to stop you you know try some of this green tea yeah (laughs) just chill for a little bit yeah but I just wonder if someone Mm -hmm. would have tried to talk him out of it I'm surprised Mm -hmm. he's probably one of those guys who's just there by himself Right. Those are the ones you have to watch out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Third story we got here. This, this guy, this guy, the protagonist of the next story, he's a classic serial killer. Okay. He's in the most classic Mm. sense. He looks a lot like uh, the guy who played Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket. Oof. Vincent, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. You know, I forgot that was Vincent D'Onofrio on that. Yeah. Remember, Mm. remember how he was just kind of fat and bald with like a buzz cut? Yeah. And he just had that, like, thousand-yard stare. Look at the... I'm going to post a mugshot to the site for this guy. He's exactly... like If if I was in Walmart, and this guy walked up to me to ask me where, like, the little children's panties section was, I'd be like, you're a serial killer. I can tell. You probably have a collection of little kids' shoes in your car. (laughs) You just know, looking at this guy. So, uh, anyway. Serial killer slept next to victim for two weeks (laughs) in his self-proclaimed murder mobile, called the dead body... Baby, hmm. yeah. So it sounds kind of romantic. Yeah, I mean that's not too bad. What else are you gonna call it, um. Susan? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I like Murder Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Mystery Mobile. Yeah, you know. Except so that the Mystery Machine? Yeah, it's a, it's like the Mystery Machine, except you're a children's shoe broker. <laughs> <laughs> a serial killer who authorities say gruesomely murdered seven people in Connecticut, some of whom he raped and dismembered in a van that he called the Murder Mobile. Will likely spend the rest of his life behind bars. Murder mobile. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, I wonder if... Uh, you know, that's the thing. It's very direct. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if he told his parents, like, hey, I'm going to drive the murder mobile over. Do you guys want to ride? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if... Uh, he's probably You'll, not that close to his parents, actually. Yeah, well, I'll pick you up on the way to Red Lobster. <laughs> In the murder mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might want a more innocuous name for his car. Yeah. You know? Like the marshmallow machine or something. The General Lee. Yeah, that works. You know. Well, I don't know about this day and age. Mm. That's a Confederate symbol. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, William Devon Howell, 47 years old, pled guilty Friday to six of the killings. Uh, he was pre- previously convicted of manslaughter in one of the deaths, and he's already serving a 15-year prison sentence. Okay. So he's been in prison for this already. Mm. Uh, but this uh, new information came from uh, from one of his cellmates to rat him out. Authorities discovered seven bodies buried in the woods behind a strip mall, an area that that uh, William Devon referred to as his garden, his secret garden. <sighs> uh, three of the bodies were uncovered in 2007, while the remaining bodies were found in 2015. I like how oh. this guy, this guy could be one of the characters in Hannibal. Did you ever right. watch Hannibal? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I love how Hannibal is like serial killer of the day. Yeah. You know, it's like a different serial killer every month. This guy would be like, I bury them in my garden. I call that one tomato face. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, I I just could see this guy. It's... He this works. guy names a lot of stuff, you know? Well, I think that's this one This is the-, the shovel I use. I call it Harold. <laughs> All right, stop naming things, please, sir. I think it's to oh, his yeah. detriment, actually, because yeah. he came up with a name for himself, yeah. but that's not how it works. No, you can't You do don't name yourself. The media names you.
2: <laughs> you know what? I, Son of Sam tried to do that, and one of the names he called, like he tried when he would write into the newspaper, um, was the Wicked King of Wicker. <laughs> Of wicker chairs? Or? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm not really. She was a weirdo. Did he you know? like wicker chairs? Yeah,
1: I guess he liked wicker. Probably. You know, he. I don't know. He went to the fucking Pier One Imports a lot. <laughs> who the fuck knows with that guy? Howell's guilty plea means mm. the case can avoid a trial and can save the public nearly one million dollars. <laughs> so, wow, he's doing a doing a good service here yeah. for once. Mm. Uh, the victims who disappeared are in 2003. Uh, there were six of them in total, all female, mm-hmm. all around from ages 24 to about 53 years old. Uh, police arrested him in 2005 on charges of killing one of the victims. He later pled guilty to manslaughter, and that's why he's serving the 15 years. Uh, he raped three of the women and stored one of the bodies for two weeks in the murder mobile. Mm. He slept next to it, and he called the victim his baby. Yeah. This got to be the scariest rape ban I've ever heard of. Yeah, man. Uh, in conversations mm. with a fellow jail inmate, he also said a monster was inside of him, and he called himself a sick ripper. That's mm. the name he gave himself. Sick ripper. Sick ripper. Mm. It, it doesn't work. Mm. I mean, you could come up with something way better than that. Yeah. Why not call yourself like Skeletor or yeah. something? You know? Because was- that
2: sounds like a song that like Judas Priest recorded, and yeah. they're like, you know what? This sucks. We're not
1: putting this on the album. <laughs> or, I knew a guy that used to rip really disgusting farts. We used to call him Ripper. Okay. Yeah, you know, Sick yeah. Ripper. So, Sick Ripper, I would, I don't know, it leaves a lot of uh, mm. room for imagination here. Mm. The Sick Ripper. Like Jack the Ripper, maybe if you could have been Will the Ripper. That would have worked. But okay. the, the fact of the matter is you can call yourself anything but it doesn't matter cuz it's not going to stick unless the media calls it calls you that. And in mm. order for the media to give you a good name, you got to kill more than 6 people.
2: This guy's he's bad. Oh, it's called my garden. It's called the murder machine.
5: Yeah.
1: My corpse is called baby, you know? He's watched he's yeah. watched too much like uh Silence yeah. of the Lambs yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what he wants to be, like a storybook serial killer with a great nickname. See, I could I I'd be good at that, you know? I think you well. You you're reverse Randy guy. Newman.
2: I mean, who's going to come up with that kind of name? It's great. That's you know, a good, good at naming people name. and things and That's stuff. It's a good, good serial killer name. Reverse Randy. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: be surprised if that guy starts like raping and murdering children. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Now, hopefully, he goes mm-hmm. by that moniker. Yeah. Um, he's further told the cellmate that the first woman he killed was someone he had raped in the van. He strangled her and then struck her in the head with a hammer. Hmm. Uh, he said he kept the woman's body in the van for a time because it was too cold to bury her. So, he tried to take Harold the shovel, the barrier, mm-hmm. but the shovel broke because it was too cold. Um, so, he put her back in the murder mobile. Mm-hmm. He claimed that he cut off her fingertips, ripped apart her jaw, mm-hmm. and then threw the body parts out in Virginia. What was he doing? Making a ventriloquist dummy? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the murder machine. My name is Baby. I mean, Susan. I mean, whatever. You know. I wonder if he was yeah. having like a conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Investigators found blood in the van that matched one of the victims and videos. He had videos of him raping the women. Uh, Howell said he met the women primarily through drug use and said they should have known they were going to die given their lifestyles. I mean, that's not a given. Who would do drugs with this guy? If you were like fucked up on a ton of meth and this fucking Vincent D'Onofrio uh, Gomer Pyle looking dude came in with like a thousand yards there, shaved head that you can tell he did himself. Sometimes, would you do drugs with them? You know, sometimes you don't
2: realize it until you're already in it, so you know? You, you, and you then you're like, wait a minute, impaired. this guy's got an ankle bracelet, you know, like an ankle monitor yeah. and I shouldn't have let him
1: into my house. You He's know? Got a bracelet of fingers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like chopped off fingertips and a bracelet. You know what? He's got a necklace of human ears. And
2: <laughs> I think I just made I made a mistake here. You know, and you can't at that yeah. point be like, "Hey, yeah. excuse me, I
1: don't yeah. think this is working out. Yeah, you need to leave." He's got a corpse ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Now, kids, the only price of admission for this puppet show is your shoes. Leave them at the ticket booth. I like this. Howell has become the most prolific serial killer in connecticut's history (laughs) (laughs) what seven women that's nothing yeah that is nothing god that's sad Mm. connecticut just Mm. never fails to disappoint oh no i'm sorry we're disappointed but god just leave that state no No, it's it's no need to be there can't even succeed with serial killing so middling it is so middling yeah um, this is not including mass shootings, which I guess there have been more than that, but, mm. uh, he's going to be sentenced in November and he faces about 360 years in prison. Okay. So yeah, well, he's that's been good. there for a while, you know, All right. what
2: kind of van was it? Did it does it say?
1: I don't know, but I mm. imagine it smelled like dead people. Okay, yeah. Yeah, not, very good, not mm. a very good, not very
3: good
1: van. Mm. Anyway, people send you your stories to go on podcast topmouth.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323 522 4032 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your
2: lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all, oh no, when you select your one item at 50% off you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type Diddle for the offer code upon checkout.
1: That's D-I-D-D-L-E, Diddle, at AdamandEve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, I forget the order of the calls, so Harrison, Mm -hmm. it's up to you. All right.
5: Harrison's a choice. Here we go. What's up, Sick and Wrong, it's Daniel. Call him back in to tell you guys about the sawmill lifestyle at P- Pallet One and all the fucked up shit that happens there.
1: I remember this guy, he works at a sawmill called pallet One. Oh, oh right, yeah, he already had Pallet some, One, uh, yeah. There were some stories of some wacky wacky things that happened. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Some frolicking that happens in the sawmill. Right, the deaf guy who later murdered someone.
2: Oh somebody. yeah, there's a deaf yeah. guy
1: that murdered
5: someone. The prankster, yeah. yeah. Um, for starters, before I even got the job, when I was inquiring about working at this mill, fucking this random motherfucker I met he was like, oh, you mean the Jew mill? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like owned by these guys, the uh, Isaacsons, and so everyone fucking around here, fucking racist motherfuckers, is referred to it as the Jew mill. But
1: The Jew mill. <laughs> I was about
5: to say, there. I doubt
1: many Jews work there. Yeah. They probably just own it. Yeah, the G-
2: the Jew mill, a.k.a. Buchenwald.
5: <laughs> um, in a safety meeting, uh, my supervisor, Ben, they had to uh, specifically tell people that before they speak to Ben or any other supervisor, to spit the dip spit out of their mouth because you have to. We wear earplugs and hearing protection because it's loud as fuck in there. And uh, so, yeah, people yell shit to Ben to communicate to him and end up spitting fucking dip in his fucking face. I mean, oh, my God, just, what the fuck is wrong with people? It, it's just so these these are, what are my terms for power. It's one of these three
2: things. When it, Anyone I've ever met who like choose, choose dip, tobacco, it's always like somebody who's learned it in the army. You know, I, I think some, that's where you picked that you up. Michigan, Unless you're a baseball Michigan, player. Michigan, there
1: are a lot of guys in high school that did it. Have you ever okay. tried it? No. I've, you know, I've done it. I remember mm. I did it once. It was really wasted. Mm. And uh, a friend of mine was like, oh yeah, try it. And I smoked cigarettes mm. then. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So I put some, it was Kodiak, and I put some in my lip. And uh, that shit hit me like a fucking like punch mm. in the face. I tried yeah. to stand up, but I yeah. fell back. I mean, it's yeah. huh. if you're not used to it, yeah. it fucking packs a wallop of a buzz. Huh. Yeah, and then you gotta, if you don't spit it out, you're gonna puke up everything, which I learned the hard way. Huh. It's a disgusting, filthy habit, and no women, no woman yeah. would ever want to be with you if, uh, if, if they actually have to sit there and watch you chew tobacco.
2: I've, I've, I've known women who were in the army. And that chew they, tobacco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked it up. Huh. Yeah, you well, Pick it up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Big league chew, though. That was dope. I don't think they have that anymore.
1: That was, so that was the, the gum in the yeah, pouch. Yeah. I used to love that, that shit was It
2: was so shredded. Good. The grape. Oh yeah, my god, dude. Yeah.
5: It's either the angriest place in the world, the manliest place in the world, or the largest collection of shitty tattoos in the world. Or maybe it's all three at once, I don't know. But um and uh one other one, uh another good one is this one guy quit. And the day that he quit and got all done work and he ripped his shirt off of his body, walked up to Stewart, the production manager, and screamed in his face, I'm quitting because of you, and then just stormed out, I guess. And everyone says that's one of the best quit stories that's happened to Pallet 1. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to share some more. But I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying Pallet 1. In and Brandy seems to think so, so we'll, we'll call it Pallet 2. <laughs> this is all happen in our palace. <laughs> no one's ever going
1: to figure that out.
5: Uh, yeah. Fuck you guys. Oh, and it'd be great if uh, Harrison could, like, recommend a good book to read or something. Yeah. Bye.
1: What is it, if
2: I don't read books? What a weird thing to... Yeah, okay. Hmm.
5: What's, a, what's a good book to read?
2: Uh, I recently read uh, the, the Family by Ed... What the fuck was his name? It's one of the better books about the Manson murders uh that i've i've read um and uh let me see here ed sanders I... the family by ed sanders i'm gonna recommend good. the
1: test book that we use okay sex and rockets what is it the occult world of jack parsons yeah that's you read good that one. one i have read that one is that there's a yeah. couple jack parsons books yeah that's the best one i feel like yeah i think yeah. that one's a little more interesting mm-hmm. a little salacious details in there yeah um yeah, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind if this guy called in and told me some stories where somebody cut off some appendages, because you always read about that. Like some yep. guy, the saw slips, and he cuts his dick off. <laughs> I would, has that ever happened at Pallet 2?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have your dick on up on the, the work table. Yeah, but sometimes you know? these
1: guys are like sitting there chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. and they're listening to fucking, mm-hmm. I don't know, Garth Brooks or whatever it is that they listen to at, mm-hmm. at sawmills. And yeah. then next thing you know, it slips, and they just cut their dicks off. Typical sawmill music Garth Brooks yeah. Yeah. What do they listen to Or yeah. like uh, I, I don't even know mm-hmm. Taylor Swift Is yeah. that what they listen to At sawmills these days Right yeah Pro- <laughs> Probably um, I wonder if she has a sex tape Just a matter of time It's just a matter of time yeah, Wait till yeah. her career Takes a slump Right We'll yeah. see a sex tape mm-hmm. Guaranteed yeah. Alright well thank you For the sawmill story um, What do we have for our second call All
4: hey, my fuck faces I'll give you a little fucking boy I, I listen to the last podcast boys and I see that you fucking now worship begging for us for money <laughs> no you know what I'll say fair play mate I've I listened to you for fucking years you've never asked for a fucking dollar and every guy's doing it now anyway I? I see Harrison's on the ball Harrison's on the ball game mate it's his idea I guarantee it
1: alright we need a translator here yeah. this guy sounds like the hitcher from the mighty boosh um, he's saying that here in the last podcast we're talking about our new Patreon page. Yeah, we're asking people to uh, donate some money, help support the show. Uh, but then he's saying that uh, you're on the dole. Is that what he's saying? I, I'm actually, sir, I'm
2: currently not on the dole. Um.
1: Oh wait, you're are you working now?
2: I'm working barely, it's lift barely, and sir. Um, but i I don't have. A, I don't have unemployment anymore. I'm going. Yeah, I might Ran go on. Up, I might not go not on temporary on disability. Because oh, wow. the thing is, is I worked for like fucking a million years. I put a lot of money into my stupid unemployment insurance and my stupid fucking, you know, disability insurance. So well,
1: what's your what would your disability be like? Mental? Mental. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I'm fucking mental, mate.
2: Yeah. You you do not tell
4: me twice.
1: Yeah. So um, I do a podcast with you. I know all
2: about it. Yeah. Well, I figure out how to live. Dan yeah, Davidson's
4: It could be so fucking embarrassed to ever ask for money actually give a kick out the up i'll say fair play boys you know I'll, I'll, I'll be donating scheme i'll be donating i would probably say about Fuck all because you both a pair of cunts <laughs> no not really <laughs> i only joking. I'll, I'll probably go down the fucking ten dollar donation. to be i've listened to it mm. i've listened to every fucking show since number one but i didn't start listening until about four years ago so I'd still say I'm hardcore cool listener, you know what I mean? Listen to, listen to every fucking show, so fuck it, innit? It, it doesn't matter how long it's good. But yeah, I'll probably get down a $10 route, depending on how flash I'm feeling, like boys, but good luck with it. It, it, it is worth it, mate, because you've still got me listening, and I've been listening for four years, you pair of fucking twats. And Lance, go fuck yourself, you fucking twat. I enough of him. Harrison, bring it on, son. All right, guys, keep it real.
1: Yeah. All right. I I kinda of missed the last part, but yeah. I think he was uh, saying that he wishes us the best of luck. Yes. Yeah, and that he loves that. us both.
2: And that we're cunts.
1: And we play a special role in his masturbation theater. Something like that?
2: Yeah, I don't I think you're just hearing what you want to hear
1: right now yeah <laughs> although he's listened to uh, welcome since the beginning, to masturbation
2: though. theater <laughs> you
1: play a starring role yeah, in huh? my masturbation yeah. theater
2: yeah
1: um well we appreciate that and we yeah. appreciate everybody uh helping us out with the patreon yeah
2: i was it warms the cuckles of my heart
1: yeah you know, you know i was actually surprised. i'm like wow, this is great i was surprised you know? at how many people like mm-hmm. just this week Already signed up. We got yeah. like seventy patrons already. Yeah. we just just started it. That's great. And we're we're inching towards the goal. we're yeah. like around the four hundred dollar mm-hmm. range. So that's that's pretty yeah. awesome. Um, we're not just begging. We're gonna do more shit. You know? Well, that's the thing. Give. We already released. Yeah. We released a couple cool things. Yeah, uh, I have like mm-hmm. a shitload of outtakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a couple outtakes up mm-hmm. from uh, last uh, last week's show. Mm-hmm. Harrison uh, released some exclusive videos. And keep in mind, this is like. It's in the Patreon feed. You, there's like an RSS for it, though, so you can't subscribe to it. But it's for people who are at the, I guess, $5 tier it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we're going to do extra news stories that
2: only for the Patreons, you know? And I kind of want to
1: do a new thing is phone calls from the vault. Because mm. I have like a shitload of phone calls that I've never played on the show. And they're yeah. just sitting on my hard drive. Right. So you might as well do mm. that. But like, what's nice is now we have a, an area or an avenue to release all this like extra content. Word. So there you go, people. Mm-hmm. You're not just giving us money. You're getting right. something in return. Yes, indeed. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. yep, All right. And thank All you right. there, Limey for, uh, yep. for plugging it. Uh, what do we have for the last call? Mike from Ohio. Mike from Ohio. With a shit story. Oh, surprise, surprise. From
3: hey, and what's butter. up? This is Mike from Columbus, Ohio. I've uh, been a big fan of your show for a couple years. Harrison, I love your pet cemetery impression of Judd. Uh,
2: uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. Sometimes dad is better. Yeah, <laughs> That yeah. is actually. That, yeah.
1: that could be either JFK or yeah. Judd from Pet yeah. Sematary. <laughs> right.
2: Herman Munster. Herman Munster. Yeah. I've been
3: wanting to call you guys up and tell you guys this shit story for a long time. Uh, this took place in about early 2005. Uh, this girl's my first serious relationship. She had me completely fucking pussy whipped. This was towards the end of our relationship. And what happened was... We were having sex, and it was usually terrible with her because she was fucking weird and on some insane Catholic guilt bullshit. So every time we had sex, I'd I'd have to put a condom on and slather a bunch of K.Y. jelly all over it.
2: What the hell does that have to do with Catholicism?
1: Well, I think I think she was so uh, repressed that she couldn't even get into it. Like she couldn't, oh, get, she couldn't, couldn't even get, wet. get wet. Okay. And so he's like All putting right. KY on. Oh, I see. Yeah, I remember
3: the. So, do you feel like I'd
2: have to flog myself like the albino from the Da Vinci Code?
1: <laughs> have you ever hmm. used KY? Uh, no, I haven't. I remember the first time I used KY Mm. was in college. Yeah, and I was uh, I was with this chick, and we're like, I don't know, and she was young too, and like Mm. we're probably like eighteen maybe. Mm. And uh, I was like, I got some. I my roommate had some KY, Mm. and so I like put some KY on. I might even bought it because I didn't know any other kind of lube. Mm -hmm. And dude, I had the fucking worst reaction to that shit. Mm. (laughs) And like, seriously, we used it. Yeah, and then the Mm -hmm. next day we're. Like in the library or something, mm. we we're trying to, and she's like, let's go fuck in the bathroom. Mm. And so we like go in the bathroom, the library, I pull my dick out and it's just like, it looks like a fucking, like there are red stripes all over mm. it and just like lesions. And she's like, yeah, do you have syphilis? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's, I think it's, uh, I don't know. And I freaked out and I went yeah. to the nurse and they're yeah. like, yeah, you're having a reaction to KY jelly. I think mm. KY is like the worst lube you could possibly okay. use. Yeah. I'd go for Astroglide. Good to know. Or something better. Okay.
3: And what ended up happening was, after we were done, I looked down, and I saw a little turd nugget under her ass. Ooh. Uh, And I was so pussy whipped at the time, that I was worried about her being embarrassed.
1: Well that's not unfair I mean that's you it's know. very gallant of uh, yeah. of Mike I'm surprised he would he would feel that way I figured yeah. he would be like you know like well because if she's Americans. look
2: if she's embarrassed you're gonna have to fucking deal with it you know right come on yeah I mean yeah
1: I guess uh, who's
2: gonna bear the brunt of whatever you so you gotta also always be thinking about does he know it
1: it definitely came from her he said it's hanging from her you know no he said it just was underneath her like, kind of down on the ground. He didn't say it was It'd hanging. Like, how was weird, it hanging? Had to be some weird acrobatics. What well, was this like know? a stringy poo yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out of her asshole? Yes. I think it, like, I think a little nugget just slipped out, a little, like, uh, Hershey's kiss. <laughs>
3: you know,
1: I don't think it, uh, but it could have been his. Yeah, okay.
3: So I snatched up the turd and just kind of ran to the bathroom and flushed it and didn't say anything about it. Wait,
1: wait a <laughs> <second>. <laughs> Wait a second. How did he snatch it up? With his hand. Yeah, but he, did he distract her with like throw, you know, his phone across the room and made a noise and he just yeah. reached out and grabbed it? What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that your dad? Yeah, yeah. And just went and grabbed yeah. it? Jesus. Yeah. Holy shit. He's yeah. appeared. Yeah. <laughs> grabbed the turd. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's, that's some sleight of hand. Some mm-hmm. leisure domain going on yeah. here. This guy could be a magician. Yeah. Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Sex wizard.
3: And to this day, I regret the fact that that wasn't the night I broke up with her. I feel like I should have thrown it in her face and said, you sick bitch, we're done.
1: Well, now that is harsh.
3: That's uncalled for. Hope you guys like that. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong.
1: I wouldn't have touched the turd. Mm. I would have been like, what the hell is this? What the hell is that? That looks like a turd. Mm. I think I would have done something like that. Okay. And I would have jumped off in disgust and been like, oh my God, you need to clean that. What what I would have done is just like left through like, I gotta go make a fuck. Dude,
2: the cigarette, whatever, and I would have left, and I'm just allowed the time she would find it, <laughs> and I've just assumed that she would take care of it, and just like would never be spoken of, you know,
1: but you wouldn't bring it up after that, no, what if it was still there?
2: then it would have to be deal you know dealt with i'd be I'd be betting on the fact that the, the 10, 15 minutes i'm gone it will be you know, the- when I return, it will not be there.
0: when I get back that turd better not be here
1: (laughs) oh it's disgusting oh yeah yeah. but but I can kind of see his point I think it's like had she been that embarrassed he probably wouldn't get to have sex with her again Mm. but you know I don't know sometimes you persevere I remember going down on a girl and she had like dingleberries like in there (laughs) and I just I just went with it you know I just didn't go that far down I mean, what are you going to do? Like, tell her to wash it out? <laughs> I look like how physically I just, ill I'm, getting, I'm
2: I'm literally getting,
1: <laughs> I, got a, I got a
2: visceral chill <laughs> and some nausea in my oh, heart. God. Nausea in my heart.
1: <laughs> Dude, this is like the poo story podcast. You got to get used to it. Oh, wow. okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Call in your shit stories. We'd love to hear them. Please, <laughs> you. Yeah. Eventually, one of these stories is going to make Harrison Ralph. Um, we got a couple emails. Sickroompodcasthotmail.com. One came in from Greg, G R E I G Greg Greek. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, Dean Harrison, jumped on the Patreon bandwagon. Justify this. I've been listening for over ten years, and all I've contributed is one story." I was gutted and worried when Wackerly's mom told him he wasn't allowed to podcraft anymore. That's exactly what happened. Mm, Yep. I'm really glad you powered through that dodgy time and found an excellent replacement. Harrison, keep up the good work. Hope this helps. Well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. Uh, This other guy, Matt, here, Mm. sent in... uh, He actually sent in one of the uh, most brilliant pieces of literature Mm. I've read in a long time. Yeah. Uh, He says, Hey Gweebs, just wanted to say thanks for the show. I've been listening since 2007 and I listen every week. I'm also a big fan of From the Ville, which is uh, John Steele's old podcast. I just signed up for Patreon. I'm looking forward to seeing the show grow. Here's a little bit of fan fiction I wrote called Co-hosts. This will probably allude to my unhealthy obsession with Sick and Wrong and the From the Ville universe. I had fun writing this and I drank a lot of beer in the process. So it's a bit of a rough draft. Too bad Steele can't read. He might enjoy it. Feel free to share on the website or maybe Harrison can make a comic book out of it. Take it sleazy, Matt. This hmm. has got to be one of the most bizarre slash homoerotic slash very entertaining piece of literature I've read in a long time. Yeah. It's... uh Man, is it gay. <laughs> man, <laughs> is it... Yeah. But there's like a score yeah. of other weird things yeah, yeah, about yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy knows more about like from the Ville yeah. and sick and wrong than i do yeah i mean he was making references to both shows that i was like shit i don't even mm. know what that was that mm. was you know actually uh true confession i was driving up uh, from san diego and my girlfriend was reading it to mm. me yeah she was skimming through it and reading me uh but bar- it's long yeah it's like 20 pages long yeah and so uh after she started i was like we should just can you just audiobook this? Let's just read yeah. this. Yeah, and so we're reading through it, and I was like, "This is bizarre." Yeah, it is a very weird story, mm-hmm. and it's got all the the main characters. It's got like Harrison plays a pretty major role. Mm-hmm. Wackerly is in it. There's Steel, a, there's a I'm lot of uh,
2: John Steele in distress fan service. I guess if apparently that was a thing people wanted.
1: A lot of naked John Steele. Yeah, there's a lot of that. yeah. yeah. it's it's. I gotta say. Yeah. I was impressed, not to mention mm. amazed by his obsession with both of these obscure niche podcasts that no one really listens to. <laughs> and I'm surprised, I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, this is amazing so anyway, we posted the show to the Patreon page. So if you're uh one of the tier the story. The, the story, I mean, I'm no. sorry. We posted the story to the Patreon page. So you can go check it out over there if you want to read the PDF. Mm. But Harrison's planning to make an audio book out of this I am gonna make an audio book. It's gonna and, be uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna come out in uh components. Yeah. And you're gonna release them all to the Patreon page. Uh huh. So uh people stay tuned mm. for this another reason mm. to sign up for Patreons. You can get shit like this. Mm. Uh thank you, Matt, for sending that in and uh I think maybe you should get like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a or a trans person or something oh, yeah. something to occupy occupy your time mm-hmm. i'm worried that that he's just gotta it's just sits in a room has a ritual when he listens to sick and wrong and from the mm-hmm. Ville." probably re listens to all the old from the Ville" episodes because right. there's no new ones and i bet you he has a shrine of steel pictures do yeah. you think on the wall oh yeah a bunch of votive candles yeah <laughs> motive candles with like Harrison's face taped to it yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know it's it's creepy Mm -hmm. anyway I gotta say I was amazed by that I was because at first I was like oh god a fan sent in some Mm. a story here Mm. it's fan fiction and then as soon as I started reading I was like this is amazing yeah really bizarre anyway um, people, as I mentioned before, Patreon is uh, is up and going. Just go to patreon.com slash Sick and become a patron today. We have outtakes, exclusive videos. Actually, I'm about to release the photos, the rest of the photos, from the gayest photo shoot of all time with mm. me and Wackerly that we did mm. a few years ago. Neat. And uh, we're also going to be doing phone calls from the vault. So just go to patreon.com slash Sick and uh, donate. Uh, become a patron. Uh, we also have a Redbubble store. If you go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store, Uh, You can buy a lot of uh, Sickerong merch. Uh, Finally, here, Sickerong Song of the Week. So, uh, Holger 2K, the bassist and co founder of uh, seminal German krautrock band Can, died Ah, this past weekend. Right. Uh, He's 79 years old. Um, Ah, Damn. Amazing band, though. There there were those bands that uh, a lot of people don't know about, but they should because they've influenced so many people. Yes. Um, Yeah, they, uh, they had a. Harrison's favorite album by them is a bootleg compilation called Delay.
2: Yeah. Which came out
1: uh, from like a bunch of their earlier takes and from 68, but their official debut monster movie came out in 69. Uh, 2K engineered and recorded the majority of all their records until uh, 77 saw the light. That's when he left the band. Hmm. And I guess he went on a whole solo career with like Brian Eno. He worked with Brian Eno, uncle, Eurythmics, Hmm. um, and uh, yeah, he even released an album in 2015. So we're going to end the show here with a song called Vitamin C uh, from the album Ege Bamiasi. One of my favorite songs. It's a very good, good song. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll rest in peace there, Holger Truke. Great musician. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 601. I'd like to thank uh, Kevin Blatt, though, for being on the show. That is very interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, happy uh, 600th episode there, Harrison. Thank you. Yeah, I hope have have a good have uh, another 600 more. It's it's amazing
2: that you've... <laughs> I can't imagine... I don't know anybody who's done something for 10 years, so it's yeah. kind of amazing. It's, it's kind it's of tragic, It's yeah. like tragic comic, is yeah. it, what it is. That's how I describe yeah. it. Anyway,
1: yeah. people will be back next week. Until then, take it sleazy. Simon. Lance Wackerly. I wish I could quit you. Nah, nah,
5: nah, nah, nah. Hey!
0: What this you... is where the magic happens.
5: Uh-oh. Oh, Did yeah! They...